Welcome to Behind the Writer, the podcast about what the heck happens after you finally finish that novel. I'm your host, Julie Vade, and I'm here with my fellow indie authors to dive into the good, the bad, and the ugly of writing and publishing a novel. Today, I am joined by Amanda Aller, a mother by day and a writer by spare moment. Amanda Aller is getting used to calling herself a young adult fantasy fiction author. At 21, she made a goal to be published by 30, and her debut novel, Daughter of the Sun, launched on her 29th birthday. Inspired by Patrick Rothfuss, Brandon Sanderson, and Juliet Marillier, to name a few, Amanda writes stories that explore emotional growth and personal resilience. When she's not at her laptop, Amanda can be found roasting coffee in her garage, usually with a book in hand, improving her ASL fluency, and trying to keep up with her three growing boys. She and her husband live in central North Carolina, where they stay up too late watching Top Chef and eating fancy ramen. So Amanda, welcome. So great to talk to you. Is there anything else you wanted to add about your bio there? Yeah, it's crazy. That bio, we wrote that well before my first book was published. So just like thinking about it, I'm like, oh, good memories. It's just before I became an author. (laughs) Um, All right. So tell us a little bit about Daughter of the Sun and any other books that you're working on right now. Yeah. So essentially, Daughter of the Sun is about a reluctant chosen one who must fulfill fulfill a prophecy that she doesn't know is falsely penned. (laughs) Um, So it's a very um, young adult adventure mystery type of novel that has two points of view that flips back and forth the whole time. So I like to keep my readers really mentally engaged. So it may not be the kind of book that you are like, oh, I just want to think about nothing. No, no, no. There's lots to think about. (laughs) Good. That's, that makes it more fun. I love following complex plots. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I love creating them. It's great. Well, until I get to a plot <laughs> hole, but um, yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> and then uh, Children of the Earth is the second in the trilogy of this Mothmar series. And that is coming out in November, but I currently have a Kickstarter running for it right now. It's kind of a pre-order service. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I've never tried to do that. I know a lot of authors do um, Kickstarter. And didn't, um, was Brandon Sanderson's stuff on a Kickstarter? Yeah. You did that, right? Yeah. So I actually did a Kickstarter for Daughter of the Sun as well. And it was right before Brandon Sanderson jumped on the Kickstarter train. And so my first mm-hmm. one failed for, for multiple reasons, but Brandon Sanderson definitely opened the door for indie authors to be on Kickstarter easily. Yeah. And I think that's when I saw that in the news, I think that's really great because I know um, with self-publishing specifically, um, the costs kind of involved is what I think puts a lot of people off. So I think it's really good that they kind of it's more there's more options now for um, people to use in order to get their work out there. Yeah, for sure. 100 percent. All right. So uh, what got you into writing originally? What kind of keeps you interested in it and what's drawing you to it? Originally, probably my mom, I was homeschooled and she was just all into having us do creative writing and everything. So from the time I could pick up a pencil, I was crafting stories about cats and dogs and horses and such. I've always written about animals and there's lots of animals in Daughter of the Sun. 
And then I just keep going because for me, um, I'm a Christian and like my favorite attribute about God is the fact that he is the creator of everything and that he allows us, his creation, to create in the same way. Like I get to create these little worlds just like he created our world. And um, I just love that about it. Yeah, for sure. And do you have um, animals since you like writing about animals so much? Funny. I was having this conversation with someone on my Instagram the other day that I like, since having children, I'm like, I don't have time for animals. (laughs) We have an outdoor cat and we used to have like 10 chickens and now it's just the, now it's just the outdoor cat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. That's still fun. I love cats. I have two cats, so I can understand. Yes. (laughs) All right. So that's awesome. You said you're doing um, like young adult, right? Your novel is. So what made you decide to write in kind of that space as opposed to, um, and fantasy as well? Yeah. So fantasy is just uh, the thing I like to read the most probably. And so they say to write what you know, and I know a lot of fantasy because I read a lot of it. Yeah. Um, So, and then young adult simply because um, I think having kids really changed my perspective on that. And I was like, man, I really want to like give my kids a good series to get into when they hit like 14 or 15 years old. Definitely. I can totally relate. That's um, this, similar to what I write. Um, so I just think it's more fun yeah. too, because I think like the younger audience just have so much more like creativity and like they like kind of the more wild stories. So yeah, I think it's really fun to write for like a little bit of a younger audience too. I agree with you there. Yeah. All right. Perfect. So what has your uh, writing process and publishing, what does that look like for you on, let's just say on your first novel, Daughter of the Sun? So that one is very different than what Children of the Earth has been. Um, So Daughter of the Sun, I mean, I started writing that in 2017 and it wasn't published for another five years. And that's simply because I wasn't treating it as a job. It was just kind of this hobby. I sometimes wrote in this document, but it wasn't really my main thing. But um, it's really transformed over the years how I look at stuff. So my process at the time was a lot of just kind of haphazard drafting. And then I was like, oh, I completed it. I'm done. I can start querying now and then learning that, no, 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 you need to edit it like 7,000 times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So I did end up editing it a bunch. I ended up hiring someone to edit it. And then I ended up querying Mm -hmm. for six months didn't end up getting any bites. And this was during COVID. I hadn't researched the market Mm -hmm. and how there was like no one picking up books at the time either. So it was not really a fair time to be going about that. But yeah. Yeah. So how has your second novel been different? Yeah. So I think the number one reason is because I'm treating it like a job now. Um, I literally schedule out my days with my husband for when he's off work so that I can work where like I never would have done that before. And I just, I have to wear different hats. So, you know, as a self-publisher, you're doing everything. And so I have my drafting hat, editing, publishing, and marketing. And I can usually be in two of those worlds at once, but no more than So if I'm drafting, I can market well. If I'm editing, I can market. I can't edit and draft for me. I can't like work on two different projects. So you just got to pick two from each section and kind of work with it at the time. And seriously, every minute that I have a spare minute, I'm working. No, I totally understand that. That's so funny that, um, yeah, I feel like I also was very similar with my first book. I was like doing it as a hobby until I was like, 
I think I'm going to do something with this. Like I'm at a point in my life where I would like to pursue writing. So then I was like, started querying and was like, had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I was probably not querying correctly at all. Yeah. And then eventually I was like, I think I'm, I'm going to self-publish this. This isn't working out. This isn't for me. And I also learned about the differences between indie publishing and traditional publishing as well during that time. Yes. What made you decide, Do you, what do you like more about the indie publishing as opposed to traditional? Like what made you kind of head that way? Um, aside from the fact that I didn't want to wait like 10 years to have a book come out. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah. kind of what you said, I just started actually researching what traditional publishing actually looks like versus self-publishing. And my biggest reason for not self-publishing had nothing to do with notoriety or just wanting to be with a big five, although those things would have been nice. It was more along the lines of I just didn't think I had time as a mom of two at the time to research and put out a really quality book. But turns out I did have the time. I could make the time and it worked. And I really just love having creative control of every single part of my book, which I didn't think I cared about at first, actually. I was like, ah, I'm not a huge. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter what my cover lo- looks like. If they want me to change some characters, that's fine. But now on this side of it, I'm like protecting those things with my life. Like you will not take this from me. For sure. That was my biggest thing too. When I was researching, they were saying like, this probably varying degrees of accuracy. But from my understanding, it was kind of just like, you're almost just selling the basic storyline to a publisher. And then they kind of like, take it over and adjust it. And I was also like, I don't really want that. Like, I want the story to be my story with the things that I'm putting in it. So it's, it's, it was really interesting actually to learn about all the different stuff that was out there for sure. Yes. All right. So what types of um, messages or characters do you feel like is important to include and that you want to portray in the stories that you write? probably a flawed main character like I don't like when it's just like a super perfect super great at everything that they do kind of character um but yeah but also but a character that is realistic so that they're gonna be flawed but they're gonna make the good decisions by the end of the book for sure right that's awesome yeah I think it adds like another level of character depth and everything when you have all these things that they're struggling with and then you feel like they're kind of like an actual real human instead of just a character that you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. What has been the biggest challenge for you in the whole publishing processing or writing the novel either way? I mean, I'd say for publishing, it's just timing. Things take way longer than you think they're going to take. And just figuring out my timeline yeah. where I'm not panicking for the last three months of publishing. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. um, and then, I mean, it's literally May. This book doesn't come out till November, I'm still panicking about it right now. <laughs> oh, no. Um, um, oh, no. Yeah, it's bad. And then for writing, it's just the plotting. I thought I was a good plotter until I started actually writing. And I realized I would just go off the rails so much. Like the characters would be like, no, 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 we're going to go this direction. So then I have to contend with plot holes. And that's kind of actually, I'm stuck in not really a plot hole, but like a discrepancy is happening right now in my manuscript. And me and my editor have been like having lengthy email conversations about like how we think we should fix it. So yeah, that. Yeah. Are you somebody who outlines before you start a book or are you just kind of writing it and going? I have a loose outline. Um, when I okay. when I first drafted Daughter of the Sun, I had like 
a whole document on lore. I had a huge brown butcher paper that went all over my wall and I had this actual timeline of like what was happening and when, blah, blah, blah. Wow. It's definitely lessened since then. I've, I've gone from that <laughs> to like, oh my gosh, I didn't end up following most of this, like, because knowing who I am and right. how I write. So now I just like do a loose outline. I kind of hit the key points I want to hit in that outline. And then I write from there. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, I'm similar. <laughs> Cause I feel like I'll try to make outlines and then yeah, I don't use any of it or I'm like, actually this would be better if yes. this was here. <laughs> and I just rearrange the whole thing. And I'm like, why did I even make this outline? Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. All right. So what has surprised you in either a good way or a bad way um, through kind of the publishing process? Probably the fact that I actually enjoy the business side, publishing side of it. Uh, I didn't think number one, that I would even have time to do it, but number two, that I thought I would hate it. But I actually really enjoy cultivating um, relationships and community and networking and like figuring out social media. And like, I've come to enjoy all those things. That's really awesome. Cause I feel like it's such a struggle. Like marketing to me is like the biggest struggle. Like I it seems like it's so hard. <laughs> like it's harder than I thought. So that's really great that you enjoy it. Do you like, do you go to like events and things? Is that how you meet a lot of people? Not really. Um, Not really. I live in a pretty small town. So I feel like I just okay. end up talking to people at coffee shops and stuff. And then we talk about my writing and oh, bring nice. it up. And um, I've read, I've met several authors at other coffee shops and we've connected. So oh, wow. Instagram has been a really great place to kind of, I've met several people in person after meeting them on Instagram and just being like, Hey, let's meet up and have a writing day together. So I think it helps that nice. I'm, I'm more of an extrovert. So like I enjoy doing that kind of thing. And I know a lot of writers, probably the majority of them are probably introverts. So <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I was going to say. <laughs> it does make it a little bit different for me. Yeah, no, but that's good. Cause that's really the best way to do it is to get out there, meet people, network. Like that's what everybody says is like, yeah. <laughs> for any business, not even just writing, just for any business. So yeah, I know. So good for you. Good for you. <laughs> You're ahead of a lot of people, I'm sure. <laughs> so have you ever dealt with things like imposter syndrome or maybe comparing yourself to other books you read being like, oh man, I'm not, I don't write like that. Like, how do you deal with that kind of stuff? Oh yeah, 100%. I mean, I don't know if I've ever met an author who doesn't have imposter syndrome from time to time. Yeah. And I think it happens the most when there's a book that has similar themes to mine or a similar atmosphere to mine. And that's where I start getting like, ooh, like they did this better than me or whatever. <laughs> I don't know if it's just belligerent confidence, but I, I've got, I've gotten to the point that like I recently picked up an audiobook that was set in a super cold ice age, like my, like daughter of the sun is. And uh-huh. I was like going into it, like, all right, like, let's see what, like, I'm, I'm going to learn from what you did better than me. And I'm going to be excited about the things I do better than you. <laughs> and then I just go into it. I listen to it. Yeah. And I just try to like recognize those things that I could build on in myself, but then also, you know, give myself a little pat, like, okay, man, you did a good job with this part that maybe they need to work on. And that's okay. Yeah, that's really good. I agree. I feel like, um, I always also look at things as like, feedback and I'm always like how can I like compare but also take it like I can incorporate this so I think that's the best way to kind of combat things otherwise you're just down on yourself all the time and nobody wants that yes and um a sneaky thing if you guys don't know about this if you're ever down about a one or two star review just go to your favorite book on goodreads and read all their one or two star reviews because it just goes to show that not every book is for every person 
Yeah, that's true. That's for sure. That's something that I've definitely been thinking about more often is like, not everybody is going to like your work. That's fine. So it's definitely something you got to kind of drill into your head when you have published work that it's like, it's not for everyone. And that's totally fine. All right. So we just kind of talked about this, about um, what kind of keeps you going if you get a bad review or maybe things aren't selling well or there's other setbacks. So for the review part, we said, just check out another author that you like and you'll be good. (laughs) But what about, you know, any other setbacks? Like, how do you kind of deal with that kind of stuff? Firstly, I remember that my identity is not in my success. My identity is not in my work even. My identity is in Christ and it has nothing to do with what I'm doing here. But then I also think, okay, can I fix this? Is it an issue of, am I not marketing well? Should I adjust something in how I'm marketing? Should I add something that I haven't added before? So if I have a poor sales month, all right, well, what can I learn from that? Can I change anything? And if I can't, then I just let it go. So yeah, I think it's just like deciding what hills to die on, deciding is it, so- yeah. is it something <laughs> I should put a bunch of energy into or is it just a bad month? And that's okay. Right. Yeah. That's really good. Good for you. You have a really good um, mentality for all of this. That's really good. And then what is kind of your end goal? Do you have a certain number of books you'd like to have published or what's your kind of your end goal here with writing? It's funny. I've talked to multiple people about this now, about how I feel like so many authors have all these ideas and they have so many works in progress going on. I'm like, I work on one book. And then I move on to the next book. And so far, it's just been in the same series. And I'm terrified. What if that's all I have in me? What if I just have this trilogy and I'm done? (laughs) No, no, I know I've been writing stories for a long time. So like, I I know I enjoy writing different kinds, but I honestly am just along for the ride for this. I'm like, you know what? Whatever happens, happens. I would love to query again and write something to market one day and maybe get picked up by a publisher just to experience that and see what that's like, if I like it better than indie publishing or not. I'd like to, I have several different genres I'd like to write in, but as an indie publisher, that's also really hard to do and also keep your marketing up the same. So I don't know, lots of different thoughts. I don't really know where I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's kind of what life is about anyway. Like you can make a plan and then it all goes out the window. So (laughs) at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go into our little rapid fire round. So just some quick questions. First thing that you you think of. (laughs) Okay. So what is your day job if you have one? Um, I'm I'm a stay-at-home mom. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And what hobbies do you have besides writing and reading? Roasting coffee and baking bread and checking out local breweries. Nice. That sounds delicious. (laughs) Um, What's your favorite book that you've read? Oh man, I think I'll say the same one till the day I die. Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. Right. I'm going to have to check that one out. What is your favorite time of day to get some writing done? Anytime in the morning before 3 p.m. All right. Perfect. And what type of music do you listen to when you're writing your novels? I actually prefer silence, but if I am going to listen to music, if I need some help, I do an audio machine playlist. Okay. All right. Awesome. What is your biggest pet peeve or trope that you hate seeing in a book that you're reading? I think angsty, unnatural dialogue immediately turned off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's better if the characters are upbeat, right? (laughs) And last one, what is a trope or theme that you want to write about, but you haven't written about yet? I would love to incorporate a 
main character who's a mother slash maybe even pregnant, which I know everyone's like, no, the pregnancy trope. But having been pregnant three (laughs) times and having children, I'm like, that is the most powerhouse thing I have ever done. It is so BA. Like, um, yeah. And so for sure, I would love to just have probably an adult novel based on just a really cool mom. Yeah, that'd be great. I would love to read that. (laughs) We're going to be wrapping up here. So what is some advice that you would give to somebody who is a new indie author or is kind of thinking about publishing? You have to want it because it's not going to happen by itself, especially when you're an indie author and you don't have a team. And then create that team by going onto socials and finding your tribe of people that can help encourage you and you encourage them. And then you end up swapping things like beta reads and editing and things become a lot more fun and a lot more doable when you're doing it as a community. Yeah, definitely. And I also feel like, um, being relatively new as well to indie publishing, that the writing community is so nice. Like everybody that I ever message or reach out to is always like so nice and like, or they all like want to help you. And like, so it is a really great community to kind of get involved in for sure. Truly. Okay. And so what projects do you have coming up? We said your second novel is publishing in November. Mm-hmm. And then do you have a third one or do you have any other projects going on? Um, yeah. So that's publishing in November. But like I said, I'm running that Kickstarter right now, which actually takes a lot more time than I was expecting because I'm also editing Children of the Earth right now. So I'm just constantly tailoring my Kickstarter. It, that ends on May 28th. And then I'll be able to kind of take two weeks to breathe a sigh of relief before I jump back into fulfillment and everything for those orders. But um, other than that, I don't really have anything on the horizon. Um, Book three will come at some point, but I'm not giving a time or a date or place for that one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you said it's it's a trilogy, this series? For now? Okay, perfect. What goes into a Kickstarter? Like, because I don't really know much about it. So I'd love to just like generally, like, what do you do for that? Just generally. (laughs) Generally, it took me about two months of prep. There's a lot of math involved because essentially you are offering different reward bundles to people that you still have to fulfill. You still have to pay for all those books and stickers and mugs and whatever that you're giving them. But then you also need to make some money on top of it to help you pay for your project. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of times people use Kickstarter to do special editions. So right now there's a limited edition of both of my books up there that will only be available in Kickstarter. So that's kind of the draw is that people will go to Kickstarter because they want those limited edition signed copies with the Kickstarter exclusive stickers, like things like that, that make this big draw. And you're trying to reach a goal because it's an all or nothing funding platform. So if you don't reach your goal, you don't get any money. No one gets any rewards and it's timed. So I have, I have 28 days to reach my goal. And then after that, you have like stretch goals where you're trying to make the book even better and even better. So we, we hit our goal within the first 15 minutes, which was amazing. Um, and then we've just been blasting through stretch goals. So we're currently just under $8,500. And that next stretch goal is to get fancy chapter headers and chapter titles in daughter of the sun, as well as children of the earth. So if we hit that, I'll be able to put it in both. books. Yeah. Wow. That's so exciting. Oh my gosh. Good for you. That's awesome. Thanks. 
Um, okay. So last thing is where can we find you? Are you going to be at any events? What's your social media plug, whatever you got? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm on Instagram primarily. It's author Amanda Aller. I'm also on TikTok and on Facebook. I'm not as active on those. And then, um, I'm actually leaving to my first ever book convention. Like I've never even gone to one as a reader before. So this is my first ever one. I'll have a half table in Washington, DC, May 20th and 21st. It's called Imaginarium Book Convention. Um, so I'm excited about that. We'll see how it goes. And then, um, I was just daughter of the sun, just made it as a finalist for the realm makers award. Um, wow. Yeah. Which is exciting, but they have a whole realm makers conference in July. So now I'm trying to decide, do I try to go to that award ceremony? Cause if I win, I want to be there, but it's, I don't know. Yeah. So I'm still praying about that. If I'll be there, we'll see. Is it far for you? Where is that? Yes. Is like that's in St. Louis, Missouri. Oh. And I live in North Carolina. So uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a little far. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so exciting. I'm also going to be at Imaginarium. Are you? So oh, that's I will right. definitely go. Yeah. Awesome. I can't wait to meet you. <laughs> so I will definitely find you. Yes. Yes. I'm so excited. And that's also my first book event. So we'll, <laughs> we'll struggle through it together. Oh my gosh. Let's talk <laughs> after this about what we're bringing. Okay. Cause I'm kind of struggling here. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Well, this has been awesome. It was so nice talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Julie. Thanks for joining me today on Behind the Writer. Make sure you're following our Instagram at Behind the Writer Pod for all the latest updates and previews of the guests to come. We'll see you next time.